episode 57 of the Ricky Henderson, a podcast, the greatest of all podcasts, GOAP. We have the great Casey Pat, uh, Pratt joining us from ABC7. I know, I, I butchered the opening. Oh, God, we got to start all How over. How great now. can I possibly be? <laughs> and then, we, we, of course, we got Hal Gordon calling in from Mexico, our first international pod. So That's right, there you go. <laughs> Hola. Hola. Well, first of all, Hal, where are you, dude? Where exactly in Mexico are you? I'm down in Puerto Vallarta. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Yeah. What's the weather like? It's snowing in the Bay Area. Uh, <laughs> there has not been any snow. It's been, uh, it's been, uh, you know, low 80s. Beautiful, beautiful cocktail sipping weather. Very nice. All right, guys. Well, obviously, the focus here today is the Howard Terminal thing. Um, and um, I was just telling you guys offline, I haven't been, um, I've been kind of slacking. I've been, haven't been following super closely. So I'm here to get educated. Uh, but Casey, I did see your tweet like a few days ago or like last week, whenever the, this Vegas stuff was something you were saying, maybe 50, 50, 50 Vegas, Oakland at this point, what do you, what's your gut feeling right now? Yeah, that's as low as I've been guys, uh, 50, 50 and yeah, me too. You know, to me, I think it's a toss up because all it'll take is somebody in Las Vegas that is important and powerful and rich to say, yeah, we want baseball. Uh, and, and then it could happen quick. But I think if there's any reason to be optimistic, if you're an Oakland A's fan, is that they've been looking at it for years and that person has not come about. It's not like the Raiders deal where Sheldon Adelson stepped in and then they gave Mark Davis a bunch of public funds and they went over there. That's not happening for the A's. I don't think they've been met with the warm reception they expected in Sin City. Yeah. So, Casey, first of all, if if you know if people are out there listening to our podcast or, or watching it on YouTube and for some reason are not following your YouTube channel, get you know everyone needs to get on that right now. Uh, if you want, if you want, uh, if you want Howard Terminal updates, the the Casey Pratt YouTube channel is. I'll where drop you should a link. Go I'll them. drop a link like yeah, they we'll do on it. YouTube, right? That's drop what that they link, do, right? Baby. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but in case in case somebody has not been watching your channel, um, I think I think it'd be great to hear where you see like wh- where are we right now with Howard Terminal, and then where are they with Vegas. All right. Well, Howard Terminal, I'll try to do this fast. Yeah. They they got an EIR certified. It got challenged in the courts. They got port priority use designation for the land so they can actually use that land. That is also challenged in the courts. Those are expected to go fairly fast. Um, those were huge hurdles, things that we all kind of thought would be a major challenge. And at times they were challenges. They did it. So the A's, the city, the port did a fantastic job getting this thing to a point in which it was fairly close to a deal. And then it has been crickets. Um, And I think the reason is because the city said they would pay for the off-site infrastructure, the area around Howard Terminal, the places that frankly have been a mess for a long time and need to be fixed no matter what, whether there's a stadium there or not. The A's feel that's not our responsibility. The city feels they could take care of it. However, Estimates provided by the A's and studies have shown that it's going to be far more expensive to fix those areas than people thought. So there's a shortfall in money. The amount of money that is actually needed to overcome, the city's raised about like $400 million so far to get it done. Uh, They might need 300 something more. And where that money comes from, that's the big question. That's why they don't have a deal in Oakland. And then furthermore, um, 
there's the affordable housing angle. And I think that's a big and confusing thing too. Maybe you know more about that side, Hal, but uh, state requires 15%. Oakland's asking for 30. Uh, Shang Tao has even said she wants 35. Oh, wow. I've pressed her on that. She backed down to 30. Uh, <laughs> so there's just a whole lot there. That's why there's no deal, um, which is why they're in Vegas. Now let's hit Vegas real fast. Las Vegas, they have three sites, right? They have the festival ground site. They have the Tropicana site, and now they have the Rio site. Uh, the Rio site is off strip. Uh, Festival ground site's a big open area land. And then the Tropicana site's like smack in the middle, the heart of the strip. Uh, I don't go to Vegas too much, but that's my study on it. Um, I say this a lot. It's a fun talking point. I think I got this from the 49ers quarterback controversy back when they had <laughs> Montana and Steve Young. Uh, if you have two <laughs> quarterbacks, you don't have one quarterback. And you have three sites in Vegas, which means you don't have one. Mm -hmm. So, Casey, I would love to hear your feeling. I know that you've um, sort of talked to, used to do the sit-downs with, uh, with Dave uh, Cavill about when, uh, you know, where, where he's, he runs marathons, where he's at in the marathon. I think the last time you talked to him, which was now a while ago, they were like at the, what was it, the 20-mile mark? Yeah, I think 20 sounds right. Where do you think they are, you know, I guess, I guess what, What's what's interesting to me is that we are, uh, you know, the the process in Vegas because I think there's less public, um, there's less public approvals necessary. It's more it's more opaque, so it's like really unclear what you know what yard line or what mile marker they're at in uh, in Las Vegas. Do you so have like, any idea? Well, let's just say they they finished the marathon here. Uh, but then it turns out it was actually an Ironman race. So then they got to get on the bike. Uh, there's yeah. probably a whole bunch of swimming involved. It's a century. Um, yeah. It's a hundred miles. Yeah. Thing, yeah. So <laughs> I think they kind of got to the end of the marathon in Oakland, which was getting the deal to a point in which everybody knows what the deal is. I think they know what the deal is. I think tomorrow yeah. John yeah. Fisher could say, Hey, you know what? I'll pay that offside infrastructure. You're short Oakland. Let me help you out. Let me be a good Samaritan. And I think they could have a deal tomorrow. Um, yeah. Well, that, that's, what, that, that's what I was going to ask. Like, aren't they already like $5.8, $5.9 billion deep? Like, what's another $300 million? That's know? the thing. I mean, there's teams that are offering more than that for one player in Major yep. League Baseball. <laughs> and if you look at what Joe Lacob said when he last talked about Howard Terminal and his desire to buy the A's, he said he would have just paid for the offside infrastructure because, A, it's the right thing to do. It's a good steward move. And then you don't yeah. have to deal with all this. It's like, it's done. You know, like, you want it, you pay it for it, you build it. Like, and John Fisher will not do that. So yeah. right now um, they're putting all the resources into Las Vegas because they have a short window uh, to lobby them for public funds. And I've heard they want like $500 million of public funds in Las Vegas as well. So yes, the marathon I think in Oakland is kind of over, but it turns out it wasn't a marathon at all. It was an Ironman race. Well, is this like what? a, is this like a, uh, stall tactic almost like, oh, we can't find the money. And then it just kind of gives them an excuse to kind of keep pursuing Las Vegas. Like, I don't know. Is that, do you think that's part of it at all? I don't, I don't. Uh, the reason I don't think it's a stall tactic is because they need this done now. Like the Coliseum is way past its, it's yeah. useful life as they will often say, uh, Hal spent as much time there as anybody. I've been there since I was one years old. Uh, it's past its prime. It's, it, it needs, it needs to, uh, probably be done for baseball and, and other features um yeah that being I, you know said. <laughs> I, can, I can one one day uh let me let me tell you if you see the back of the house at the coliseum you know 
Even though you're like, you're like, oh, this, this, this cannot, this cannot continue to happen. I probably don't want to see how my chicken tenders are made or the, where the pizza comes from. But I'll, yeah, I'll I mean, I'll, I'll like remain super vague about that statement. I'll just say that uh, as much, even if you love the Oakland Coliseum, uh, if you've seen what I've seen, you you know, like it's got to go. But yeah, like. Um, you see what happens in the front of the uh, Oakland Coliseum, like what yeah. you actually see. When you go behind the scenes, it's just a bunch of feral cats dressed like people doing people duties. That's it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean, when I when I stay late, uh, well, you know, I think that they they rescued a, a kitten a kitten there in the middle of last season uh, that I'd seen there. But but when I stay late cleaning up, sometimes in the outfield, I'll still see cats. Uh, we're not kittens who are adults, you know, just snack snacking on whatever's left. Dressed like chefs, dressed like security Absolutely. guards, dressed like Absolutely. bad boys. All, all, you know, the cats, the cats handle their business. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know that they're trying to stall at this point, Alex, because I think they need an answer. Uh, they also will be off revenue sharing uh, by 2024. So um, yeah, I, there's a lot for them to get this done. My understanding uh, is that the the revenue sharing is it's either I think it's it's actually February first of next year I think it's either January first to February first of next year that there's some that that seems to be a big deadline where if they don't have something um, they don't have a an, a a development agreement in hand with any city then they're off revenue sharing is that is that right Yeah and then the other deadline yeah. is uh, May. They have to sign a negotiating agreement with the port. The port's negotiating agreement for that land, Howard Terminal, uh, expires in May. So if they don't sign that deal, May, May you of know they're 20... not staying. Yeah, May of 2024, right? It's this year, May. Oh, it's this. Okay, this year. Yeah, we got we got months. Um, and so I think that's a big step too. Will we'll, it'll be a tell, if you will, if they don't yeah. act to uh, extend that agreement, then they're not staying yeah. here. Period. I, I'll say too that that what's important, you know, we're we're used to hearing, um, you know, the can kick down the road a lot of times with this stuff. Um, but what is really important with that revenue sharing is that's written into the players' collective bargaining agreement. Is that right? Yeah, that was part of the new new CBA, I believe. Right, but we can't call yeah. Rob Manfred and uh, ask him to just push it back. Uh, back a couple months like because that's negotiated with the players so so that that's a very hard deadline that the the owners and rob manfred do not control so let's be real about something here guys that in mind one thing that is starting to strike out to me is like the commissioner said they waived the relocation fee for las vegas why in the world would all the other owners agree to that why would they agree to not receiving free money on behalf of a billionaire and also these same people put him on revenue sharing i just at this point i'm thinking if he can't come up with a deal by the end of the year i think he's going to get pushed out as an owner that's what i think yeah joe, joe lake up to the rescue dude no. yeah. <laughs> it's it's a real it's a real good question why they would give up that money i think I think, uh, you know, it may it may be that the only people that billionaires, you know, truly feel empathy for is other billionaires. Uh, <laughs> and he could have, you know, he could have came to them and said, listen, you know, I'm being completely screwed by these uh, <laughs> these left this left wing lunatics and, in, in, you know, in California. And uh, and you got to You got to help me out. It's possible. Yeah. Hey, I was going to ask you, you guys mentioned the lobbyists. Um, I was going to ask about 
Do you guys know much about, uh, I talked to Hal about this before a little bit, but Sandy Dean, he's like uh, John Fisher's right-hand man with Sansom Partners. He's a board member of the A's. I believe he's been registered as a lobbyist down there. Um, I, and he was in charge of like the Mendocino Redwoods company and they got sued up there before. Like, uh, you know, what, you know, what's his role in this whole thing? You know, I, I asked Dave Cavill about this uh, point blank last year and he kind of just kind of shushed me off. But I don't know. I mean, um, I feel like if Dean is in there in Nevada, it's like serious business for the Fishers, right? Like, Yeah, I would say so. Uh, I have not followed that path too far. I, I did remember watching you ask Dave about that and get he, he yeah. deflected. Um, yeah, but... I think he was trying, like he's he's noted as a team board member, and I think he's been like kind of the right hand man for the Fisher family for like decades. So I'm kind of like, is he the guy actually pushing this project? Well, you there's know? a lot of lobbyists though. That's the thing. Dave is one of them. There's there's multiple lobbyists. It's not just one or two guys. Um, yeah. I think that the top one is Dave, officially in Las Vegas, and I've heard they have office space out there now. I've heard that there's several lobbyists. Uh, it's expensive too, but again, they only have a, a tight window to to secure whatever lobbying funds they're trying to secure here from the public. Um, and what's, what's interesting? That, what's that window you're 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 talking about? I'd have to look it up. I, it's it's months. They I think they have months to get this thing figured out. Okay. Okay. And um, so so if they you know if the, with all these tight windows coming up, you know, is it? You know, could it could it still be something? You know, I I tend to think that we will know by you know February first of next year. Uh, you know whether they're staying or going. Uh, you know, but but I also like I said, you know, I think that Vegas everything is a lot more opaque. I wonder, you know, if just one day in July or something, they could just announce, hey, we got it all lined up, we're ready to push it. And, you know, Oakland with how, how long it takes to, to get everything moved forward. And also the, uh, the um, you know, affordable housing sort of needs, you know, that that has not been hashed out. There just wouldn't be enough time for Oakland to respond or, or figure, figure out how to. Yeah, I mean, could, could, could we just wake up one morning and could they be gone this summer? That's a good question. Um, yes, probably. Uh, the, the thing about it is. You've seen an historical precedent that often before a team is moved, they will give somebody in the local market a chance to save the day, like you saw with the Giants when they were going to St. Pete. Um, Maybe that happens here. Maybe Joe Lacob can jump in then. Maybe, you know, the owner of Clorox, there's a lot of people that that might want to crack at the A's, but uh, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say officially what would happen. Um, But yeah, I think that if they did strike a deal in Las Vegas, Maybe they would give Oakland one last chance to like, you know, match or or, or make a better offer. But uh, I'm not sure how that would play out. I hope we don't ever see that day. And uh, interestingly enough, um, you know, out here in Oakland, I just think that that if you look at what they're trying to do by reimbursing the A's with the onsite infrastructure, uh, trying to cover the cost of the offsite infrastructure. I mean, we're talking upwards 800 to a billion dollars they're pulling out of this market and I'm not entirely sure that anybody in Las Vegas is going to match that type of money. That's a lot of money that uh, Oakland and this Bay Area region, the county, the city, et cetera, are offering up here to try to keep the A's here. It's it's kind of funny. Oh, go ahead, Hal. No, no, keep. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think it's kind of funny how the Raiders taking that 750 million has like 
it's kind of giving them pause now. It's like in a way the Raiders might even keep days here in Oakland, you know, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's really yeah. bizarre. Yeah. But the Raiders deal when they came back to Oakland is the reason the city is so gun shy yeah, with dealing screwed, with professional yeah. sports teams because they're still paying for Mount Davis and they got completely gouged on that, that Mount Davis deal. So I think yeah. I'm still paying for that. I, I live in Alameda <laughs> County. I yes. live in Oakland. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'm paying for that. Absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, one thing that I've heard a lot or that I've read a lot about uh, with uh, economists who've, who've worked on on these sports deals, too, is that I think, you know, when a lot of these stadiums were being built in the 90s and uh, 2000s and, you know, even in the last last few years, is that there was a lot of promises that these stadiums were going to really be, you know, um, you know, really good for the economies of every city. Uh, and I think, you know, that's the reason why Las Vegas gave $750 million to the Raiders. You know, they, they didn't do it just because they they were best friends, uh, but because, you know, the Raiders said, hey, we're going to bring in all this this business. Um, and and what we've discovered or what economists have tried to discover is that a lot of those arguments are not necessarily right. Uh, that um, if you, you know, if you promise, hey, we're going to create you know keep all these jobs and he's right though he's right because what they're trying to say is that if you build a stadium it'll bring in all this revenue bring in all these jobs the difference with las vegas is that they paid 750 million dollars in public funds for the raiders then they instantly regretted it and said they regretted it and the raiders can bring in things like they had the pro bowl there they can have the super bowl there they can do all these things let's just say the a's build in las vegas well the A's haven't been to the World Series since 1989, and there's no guarantee that a World Series will ever come to Las Vegas. It's not like the NFL where they can just say, yeah, the Super Bowl will be here in a couple of years. Come on in. Well, don't, um, don't you think Vegas would be um, kind of enticed, though, the fact that there's 80 home dates as opposed to eight or or even 40 for like a, a hockey team, though? I mean, that's something they would they would love, right? I mean, and no, I, I just I, I think they'd hate that. Vegas? Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Be- don't they don't they want just like more and more and more? Isn't that just like Vegas's thing? Just like Okay. Say, well say what, yes what Vegas is yeah. built on is people losing their money at the casinos. And if you have 80 home dates, that's 80 days for three to five hours where people are not losing their money at the blackjack table. <laughs> and so that's yeah, but, something yeah. that doesn't really benefit anybody. But I feel like, you know, if you're like in St. Louis or whatever, you're like, oh, the the Cardinals are playing the A's in Vegas. Like, let's do a Vegas trip. Like, I feel like I feel like that's what people do for Raiders games. Like, they just get people from all over. Yes, and- but Raiders are just one day. It's a Sunday. People <laughs> will probably come for the entire week and then go to the game one day for a few hours. They're going to get a whole week or a whole weekend out of bilking people out of their money in Las Vegas in that regard. And also in Oakland, or not Oakland, sorry, in baseball in Las Vegas, and the novelty will wear off fast. It's not the, it's not like the NFL where, you know, you get one game, everyone gears up and they travel out there. Yeah, yeah. I think that with, you know, the, the Royals A's series in mid-July isn't going to, you know, elicit a massive crowd of people wearing blue every time, you know? I, I just don't see it happening. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think it'd be so- kind of cool. I, I think they'd have a better, I mean, they'd probably have a better crowds than they do in Oakland. But, you know, that's, I don't know if it better crowds than Howard Terminal Stadium, you know, so. So if we, if we go back to Oakland and we think we have this $300 million that we want to bridge, you know, we have a city council that that is saying we can only pay for this. This is but for, you know, we're not, you know, you're not going to trick us by telling us by building Howard Terminal, we're going to make all the money in the world. You know, how how do they 
bridge this gap. I've heard, I've heard, uh, I've heard limited obligation bonds. Casey, have you heard anything about that? Yeah, the limited obligation bond is one option. It's not like a general obligation bond, which is what they did with the Raiders, which basically screwed the taxpayers. A limited obligation bond protects them. Uh, Zenny Abraham has a million other ways that this could happen that he says pencil out, but I it all goes right over my head, frankly. Um, so I will keep it simple. Uh, yes, that, that plus grants. They can still apply for more grants just because that things didn't go well with that mega project grant doesn't mean that there aren't other grants on the table. Uh, I pointed out those regional measure three funds, which are available now. Also, um, the mega project grant, everyone reported it was done over dead. They didn't get it. That's not true. Uh, I've actually talked to a lot of people about that. Uh, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good that they're going to get that money, but it is not official that they're not getting that money. They can still take it to committee and they can still try to modify or alter their bid. So it's not dead yet, but it, it doesn't look encouraging. And then that's that possible 183 million that they were talking about a few weeks that's ago. That's the right? grant. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so okay. uh, everyone said that's off is no one has been told officially uh, in, in Congress that that is done here it's okay. you need to give 30 day notice and, and no one has received that notice as far as i know in case in, in your conversations with shang tao i mean i know she's just getting settled in she probably doesn't want to say anything either way like you know she probably doesn't want to show her hand yet or whatever but just what what, what do you what, what do you kind of get from her um obviously she's gonna probably say she wants to do the best deal done for oakland but uh have you been able to dig past anything past any generalities that she said to you so far like her gut feeling on the project i mean that's a really long time uh right before the election and we really dove all is all about howard terminal frankly and she blew me away i was very very impressed by shang tao uh i thought that she was great choice for mayor um and and i think she has the right approach that being said i think that she just got elected she just got an office i think it's chaotic for her there's a lot of other things going on and i don't know that the levels of communication and organization are there and hopefully it's a yet, not just permanently. They're not there. Um, but she says she's talking to the A's, which is great. Um, she's yet to talk to the MLB commissioner, which is bad. Um, but yeah, it's hard to say really what what we're really going to get out of that administration because they're still trying to you know figure out what to do as a new administration. Yeah, and, and I think too that it's it's uh it's really tough to be asking. Um, you know, there's a lot of reasons why Oakland. Like I, you know, that that I wouldn't blame necessarily Oakland. Um, if you think about if you think about like who the people are who benefit mostly from a new stadium, like other than the A's, you know, it's baseball fans and baseball fans are spread wide across the widely across the country or the the East Bay. They're not all in Oakland, you know, and actually a lot of them aren't in Oakland. Yeah, the. The difference I see, he's absolutely right. It's it's a regional team. It's not, you know, everybody that benefits from the A's is not located in Oakland. And that's partially why Alameda County is also on the hook for. Yeah, not even Alameda County. It's like Contra Costa County, probably. Yeah, it's all over the East Bay. I mean, the whole territory. And the big difference I see with Howard Terminal, and, and Hal is an economist, so he knows more about this, and it's probably really hard to quantify. But when you or I go to an A's game, we drive in, we park. We watch the game, we leave, or we bard in, we watch the game, we get a hot dog on the bridge, we bard out. It's not like you're spending money in Oakland. You're not patronizing businesses. If you build at Howard Terminal, the difference is 
more often than not, when everyone will bard in, they'll walk down, you know, 12th Street Broadway, they'll patronize bars and restaurants and coffee shops and beast mode and Oaklandish along the way. Uh, they'll come through Jacqueline and Square and they'll probably get food, get drinks, handle those businesses there on their way into the ballpark. You're going to mm-hmm. spend a lot more money and a lot more time in Oakland if they build in Howard Terminal as opposed to what they have now, where it's like, come in, watch game, leave. No money goes yeah. to Oakland. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Hal, you, you there, bud? Can you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> All right, great. I think what I was going to say, it's just tough too, is, is that, is that even with that, you know, there is, it's really tough to get money. You know, it's really tough to get money from a, a wide range of areas to pay for this infrastructure. If, if the people who are, are benefiting from it live way out in the suburbs or live in Sacramento, you know, it would be great if, if all these sort of cities could band together to pay for it. But we're sort of asking Oakland, which, you know, Oakland is, they, they, they amongst all these cities might, you know, this might be the lowest on their list. Um, they, you know, they, they have the, the highest poverty rates in the area. You know, they have the most expensive, you know, they're, they're trying to deal with funding schools and all these other things. And we're, we're trying to kind of ask them to just pay for our ballpark too. It's, it's tough. I think, um, you know, I think, I think one way that just we've structured our cities and suburbs makes it a little bit harder to pay for these baseball parks. Yeah. And I was going to ask you guys, I thought it was interesting. Her first public comments came the day after, um, you know, her press conference at the Coliseum and like Dave Cavill's visit to Vegas um, how does that whole AASEG deal with the Coliseum side affect things? Because because the A still own fifty percent, right? But if, yeah. uh, but then so if, if AASEG is an exclusive negotiating agreement <laughs> with the Coliseum, does that mean the A's have to start negotiating with AASEG? Like how did that whole dynamic all work? Can you explain that? Yeah. So where it gets interesting is the A's bought the county's half. The county's half has apparently no control over the property. So it's hard to say what they even (laughs) bought, to be honest, because if you own half of something (laughs) and you get no say whatsoever in what happens there, it's hard to say what you even own. Uh, So right now they own half the property, but they can't say anything about what goes on there. Um, They probably were hoping to buy the city's half too and the city wouldn't sell. AASEG now needs to negotiate with the A's because AASEG could build, let's just say, I'm just going to make this up completely. Let's just say they spend $10 billion developing the Coliseum <laughs> site, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And then all the revenues and all the property taxes and all the great things that come out of that $10 billion would then have to be split with the A's. <laughs> and the A's would barely have to lift a finger. So right now, the onus is almost on AASEG to buy out the A's half and just get them out of there. Um, all that being said, nobody on this planet wants the A's at Howard Terminal more than AASEG. They want to do everything in their power to help the A's get that Howard Terminal site, because the sooner they can get the A's off that property, the sooner they can do what they really want to do there. So, I mean, I think because I know they've pursued WNBA and WSL franchises. I mean, that'd be cool, right? It could be like a women's sports hub in the Bay Area, right? Like he'd house both of those teams, right? Is that is that possible? Yeah. I mean, but is that really as interesting or lucrative or as much of a draw as Major League Baseball? 
Right now, I mean, I no. Right now, with nobody attending A's games, sure. I mean, dude, they, they can probably get more. They can probably get more fans at a WNBA game than an A's game. Honestly, I'm gonna doubt that. Uh, but you know, the the thing is, is I think WNBA would be awesome in Oakland. I think the soccer. I mean, maybe if they can get the roots on the Malibu site, that all would be. But cool. I mean, they could be both. It's be like cool, they could, yeah. I mean, I'm saying like if the A's go to Howard Terminal, like that would be a great thing for the Coliseum, wouldn't it? Like, yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because they're not going to get rid of the arena. The arena stays no matter what. Yeah. I want to, you know, before we end, I do want to like get in the hard sell still about why I think Howard Terminal still can be a great idea. And and it is it is transforming a parking lot uh on the water into not only the stadium but a ton of new housing. Um and for for me, uh I think that the biggest problem the Bay Area has is not losing, uh, not losing its sports teams, but just the price of housing, the the, the affordability crisis in the city. Um, and as you know, uh, uh, they're going to maybe, you know, hopefully they'll have a bunch of affordable housing. As an economist, uh, you know, the things that I've seen is it's like affordable housing is great, but you know, any housing is the most important. Just building new housing is so critical, um, and I think. I think that you know, even if the A's leave, I hope Howard Terminal gets built out into something that has a ton of new housing. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I can yeah. tell you too how that not just the fact that they need it, uh, hopefully to help prices and everything, but the other thing is they're woefully short on their targeted goal of new units created in Oakland. And they're so woefully behind that they will actually be fined for it if they can't come up with the right number. And 3,000 will help a lot. There's remedy. <laughs> yeah. That's so yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's just so necessary. And, you know, I think, I think I have a, I have a ton of sympathy for Oakland itself being asked to front all this money for such expensive stuff. And, and I think, you know, the reason why all this infrastructure is so expensive, uh, you know, can come back to a lot of things. You know, Casey, you read, I think, most of the EIR itself. Yeah, there's train tracks going through there. Uh, there's, I mean, there's really no sidewalks. I mean, if you walk around Howard Terminal, the sidewalk basically ends and it's trains, you know? It ends. Like they, yeah, yeah, it's, they, just semi, no... it's just semi-trucks and fences. Like, that's it. Semi-trucks, <laughs> fences, trains, I... and, and it's dangerous down there, frankly. Yeah. And I that needs to on... be solved. Yeah. Yeah, when I bike on 3rd Street, I mean, there's potholes it's pot the potholes are so big i'm reminded of when i lived in chicago when you know when they had freeze and thaw all the time but those potholes are so big because of all these semis yeah um but you know there's just so much work that needs to be done and you know all of the laws in california um add expense you know the the eir you know we, you could probably do this for cheaper if it wasn't for the sequel laws uh you know you could there would be a lot more money to throw around if we didn't have this affordability crisis and, you know, and politicians weren't saying like, we need 30%, uh, 30% of uh, affordable housing, you know, that costs a lot of money. We could be spending that money on the offsite infrastructure. There's, there's a lot of reasons why I think California has made it more expensive to do this. But... I'd heard that the A's spent about 30 million just to get the EIR certified. So yes, added costs are indeed a factor here. It's yeah, it's huge added costs, but you know, California, the, the, the rules in California make it so expensive. But it, you know, at the end of the day, I think I have not been impressed with the job that the A's have done in pushing this forward. 
I, I don't understand why, you know, when this first started, I thought this is great. Like the A's have a built-in fan base. They can just bring tons of people to meetings. You know, they can build billboards and say, hey, you know, let's get this thing done. It seemed to me that after they lost that term sheet vote in 2021, when, when Cavill said, this is the term sheet we have, you know, it's this, it's my way or the highway. And they lost that. It seems like that they've been really tentative with, with using any of that. You know, there, there has not, all the organizing of, of fans at votes has come from fans, all the, you know, or from the trade unions. You haven't heard Dave Cavill say, you know, there've been like a couple emails to season ticket holders, but I, I still don't know. I, I still genuinely don't know why, you know, the A's weren't announcing uh, during baseball season when they had votes on this, you know, hey, everyone go to these meetings, you know. Well, the meetings were, were via Zoom. Like they couldn't really get people to a lot of them. We got to keep in mind there's pandemic things that happened as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what was interesting is the A's got to July. The term sheet Hal just mentioned, the A's plan had both offsite and onsite infrastructure covered. Mm-hmm. The city's plan took the offsite out and they said the city themselves would cover yeah, that. Yeah, they'd figure it then, out. Then yeah. the city fell short. So, I mean, really, it's not all on the A's. And it's also the A's, it's not really their in- infrastructure that's messed up either. So, I mean, there, there's plenty of blame on the city side. There's plenty of blame on the A's side because I think most billionaires would have just probably coughed up and, and gotten this thing done by now. But um, that is a very important distinction to make that the city themselves wanted to pay for that offsite infrastructure, which they're now mm-hmm. saying they cannot afford. Yeah. All right, guys. We got two. We got two minutes left. So I was just going to ask Casey for his closing thoughts because I got. I'm still cheap. I got to pay for Zoom at some point. Right now, we're still on the 40 minute limits. <laughs> but I don't know. You guys got some closing thoughts. You guys got like a got about a minute or so here. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, I think a closing thought for me. I'll just jump off what Hal just said in that. Um, I really think that the A's sort of misplayed this in a way. I think they tuned out a bit after July. Uh, they yeah. didn't use their power to to fire people up, fire up the fan base. But what also happened in that time frame is they had the opportunity to either kind of hang on to Chapman and Olsen and maybe just throw a couple more guys around them and, and just stick to it a little bit. And they tore down the whole roster. And I think that yeah. when people see an A's team that loses 100 games and, and, and drives zero interest from a baseball standpoint – that means people in this area aren't engaged, energized, and fired up to get the A's a new stadium. That means people in Las Vegas aren't entertained, energized, fired up to bring the A's here. Like, why would anybody want the A's at this point? And, <laughs> yeah, and I brand, think that was a mis- misfire down. on their part. Yeah. There, there's a great John Boy's uh, YouTube documentary about the Seattle Mariners. And he talks about when they were trying to get their new stadium funded. And right at that, when the vote took place, they made the playoffs for the first time. You know, they had Ken Griffey Jr., they had Alex Rodriguez, they had Randy Johnson, and they lost to the vote by just a smidgen. But there, but there was so much pride in the team at that point that the state of Washington said, okay, we lost the public vote, but you know what? Screw it. Like, you know, this, you know, we're everyone's behind this team. Let's get behind it. Uh, it is, I think, boy, they've just they've every single time they've had a decision, they've decided to take the cheap way. And it might work and they might save a lot of money, but you know, at what yeah, cost? <laughs>